If you like learning about terrifying and disturbing true crime stories, but you like someone who gets straight to the point, you have came to the right place. Hi, my name is Ethan, and a friendly reminder that this is a trigger warning, as this case is pretty gruesome, and it does talk about some subject matters that may be triggering towards you. A free way to support me is by liking and subscribing and also commenting on the video a story you would like me to talk about. If you or someone that you know has a crime that has been swept under the rug, shoot me an email at crimebrought at gmail.com. And if you like ghosts or paranormal stories, follow me on TikTok, Ghost Brought to Light. Without further ado, let's get right into the story. Today we will be talking about the Remnant Fellowship Church that is located in Brentwood, Tennessee. And let me tell you, this story is hard not to go down a rabbit hole. It is honestly impossible for you to get all the information in this story. To give a little history, the church opened up in 1999. It was founded by a woman named Gwen Shamblin. She was 44 years old when she started the church and was also married at the time to David Shamblin. The church grew quickly and they had about 1,500 members that attended each Sunday. This is their church statement, and I quote, Welcome to the remnant of the kingdom of love. Meet the remnant of the kingdom of God, an international community of people who are finding renewed hope, profound love, and deep purpose by putting the undiluted teachings of Jesus Christ into practice. While divorce, depression, obesity, and out-of-control children are increasingly the norm these days at the remnant, we are experiencing healed marriages, increasing joy, restored health, repaired finances, and children who love to follow the guidance of their parents. And just to kind of put a brief pause, yes, I did say obesity, and that's just one of the many wrong things about this statement and this church overall. This church has its roots founded in the Bible-based teachings of Gwen Shamblin through Waydown Ministries, who has a 30-plus year-long and counting track record of helping people change their lives in every positive and productive way. We as a church body come from all walks of life and widely varying socioeconomic backgrounds and ages, Yet we have this in common. We can hardly contain our joy over how much our lives have changed for the better. If you are looking for answers to life's most difficult hardships, longing for a solution as to why you are having trouble overcoming addictions and other struggles, or searching for hope and a real connection with God, please watch this video. Just so you guys know, we're not going to watch this video because I don't want to waste your time. And I promise I'm almost done. This church statement is kind of long, but I'm almost finished. In a world of tremendous upheaval and unknown days ahead, God is gathering together from our four corners of the earth a group of humble people and leading them in a mighty restoration of his church. End quote. This was just basically the gist of the church. It's the tip of the iceberg, and we're going to go down deep, deep, deep into this ice. Now that the basic information is finished, let's start with the dirt. To make this easy, we will be talking about three highlights, Gwen and her weight loss program, the children of the church, and her daughter. Gwen Shamblin. As most churches back in 1999, divorce was something that was not accepted. Despite bashing people for getting a divorce for much of her early time at Remnant Fellowship Church, Gwen was married two times. What a hypocrite. She wed her first husband, David Shamblin, in 1978, a couple of years before she created the Way Down Christian Dieting Workshop that skyrocketed her notoriety. Though he was heavily involved with his wife's Way Down Workshops, David largely stayed out of the spotlight after Gwen founded Remnant Fellowship. 
Some people speculate he wasn't involved with the church because he was uncomfortable watching his wife capitalize so heavily on religion. Although Gwen would occasionally mention David, he didn't attend church services, festivals, or other events. Nonetheless, the couple remained married for over 40 years. Fast forward a little bit in 2018, Gwen suddenly divorced David and married Joe Lara later that year. Joe was a famous TV actor who played in the original movie Tarzan, which I'm sure all of you guys know that movie. It is also believed that he had no desire for religion, kind of like Gwen's first husband David, however he still attended services. Some speculate that he possibly only married Gwen for the status role and the large amount of money she had. This decision understandably angered many women within Remnant Fellowship Church who had been told that they were not permitted to divorce their husbands, even when there had been repeated instances of infidelity or abuse. Gwen's new and to be honest unexpected divorce and marriage caused a split in the church considering how heavily women, not men, were bashed for getting a divorce. Let's talk about the Way Down Diet. Gwen began her self-created eating practice in 1980. She told reporters that she had struggled with her weight in college. She claimed that genetics, metabolism, and behavior modification did not explain why some people were thin while others were overweight. And I mean, here's a picture of Gwen, and as you can tell, she appears to be pretty healthy individual, so her diet did in fact work especially if she struggled with her weight in the past. Gwen developed Way Down Workshop while working on her master's degree at Memphis State University. As part of a counseling center, Gwen hosted the first class in a mall in Memphis, Tennessee. The program was offered as small classes in retail and non-religious settings. In the 1990s, she began hosting the program at Bellevue Baptist Church near Memphis. Notice the transition into a church setting. The program consisted of 12-week seminars guided by video and audio tapes featuring Gwen. The Way Down Workshop was a weight loss program with no food restrictions, no required exercise or weigh-ins, or calorie counting. Now I know what you're asking me, how does this exactly work? And honestly, there's no sources that I could really pull to put it into my own words, so I'm just going to read this straight from their actual Way Down website. It states, and I quote, The solution for overweight. We have been trying to feed our hurting, longing hearts with physical food, we have also learned to love food. Therefore, the solution is as follows. Number one, relearn how to feed the stomach only when it is truly hungry. Number two, relearn how to feed or nourish the longing human soul with a relationship with God. Number three, relearn how to recognize the different hunger urges and not confuse them. Pretty simple, but it has a much darker background. Now, like I mentioned before, Gwen did capitalize off of weighing down and religion together, especially because, as you guys know, churches are not taxed. So I'm sure in some way, somehow, she tied it in together to where she wouldn't be taxed. Now, how does Gwen tie religion into weight loss, you might ask? Well, her website also states, and I quote, The biblical book of Exodus in the Old Testament is the age-old story of the exodus of God's children from Egyptian bondage. Do you remember the story of how God parted the Red Sea? God sent Moses to lead the Israelites and to let them know that he was delivering them from bondage. God sent plagues upon the Egyptians to make Pharaoh let his people go. After ten horrible plagues, Pharaoh let the Israelites pack their bags and go. Pharaoh changed his mind and tried to recapture the Israelites, but God parted the Red Sea with a mighty east wind. Once the Israelites were safely on the other side, Pharaoh's mightiest warriors and finest chariots and horses were buried at the sea as God put water back into place. 
Yada yada yada, the Israelites had witnessed God's mighty deliverance of them from the clutching hands of the Pharaoh. I promise we're getting somewhere. But before God could let his children inherit the promised land flowing with milk and honey, he took them on a journey through the desert of testing. Deuteronomy 8, 2-3 says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way through the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known to teach you. That man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And here we go with the shady stuff. Just like the Israelites, you will experience a deliverance from dieting and the bondage of food and diet programs that treat you like children. This book will explain to you how thousands have handled the desert of testing. Finally, you will be shown how to follow in the footsteps of God's children who entered the promised land of milk and honey. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. John 8:36. The promised land is a place out of the hot desert of testing, a place where you no longer feel tempted to eat when your stomach is not hungry. Essentially, she kind of just threw in a bunch of Bible verses about God restoring people's faith and then inserted about how God has a will to give you manna and flowing milk and honey. But honestly, as you guys know, the Bible is open to interpretation, so I'm sure that she just kind of tied everything that just seemed right. However, being that her church was so big, I guess it really caught on. I always try to break things down, but this was too good to cut any of this out. Obviously, Gwen was criticized for using the Christianity label while building her business. I actually followed her program for a day and only ate when I was hungry, and I literally didn't eat until 4 o'clock, and that was the only time I ate. I am someone who has always struggled to eat, so I personally feel that this diet can and has been dangerous for people in the past. Now let's make a transition into the second and much darker topic, as I had mentioned before her church statement stated, At Remnant we are experiencing healed marriages, increasing joy, restored faith, repaired finances, and children who love to follow the guidance of their parents. Children are going to be children. They are going to make mistakes and disobey their parents because they are growing up. How do they get their children to obey their parents, you might ask? Well, Gwen was known to teach parents to hit their children with glue sticks, wooden spoons, and other items to teach them to obey without any thought. She taught them that if they did anything other than what their parents told them to do, they deserved it. And as you guys know, if Gwen can find scripture to support starving yourself, she can find scripture to support CA, which is a short word for a word I can't say or I'll get demonetized. She stated, and I quote, The way you show God you are answering to him is through obeying your mother and father for the first time. If you obey the second or third time, you are being your own God. And no one playing around like that can ever go to heaven, so you will only live a few years on earth, and you will have a horrible afterlife. If you don't obey mommy and daddy on the first try, you will be taken out, and you will be very, very sorry. End quote. You would think parents with a brain wouldn't believe her, but unfortunately, that was not the case. Members at our church, Joseph and Sonia Smith, were a married couple and had an eight-year-old son named Joseph. Sonia and Joseph routinely disciplined their son, Joseph, by beating him with a glue sticks, belt, and heated coat hangers, locking him in small confined spaces for extended periods of time, and tying his hands with rope. Being that the father's name is Joseph and the son's name is also Joseph, I'm going to call the father Joseph and the son Jay for short. 
They religiously and blindly followed Gwen's teachings on how to treat children who disobey. The police reported that the Smiths locked Jay in his room to pray to a picture of Jesus on the ceiling in a closet for days and even weeks. He was given only a bucket for a toilet. An older son sometimes held Jay down while the parents beat him with implements. During the day on October 8, 2003, Mr. Smith disciplined Jay several times, striking him repeatedly with a glue stick. He was later found unresponsive and was pronounced deceased. County medical examiners concluded that 8-year-old Joseph Smith died as a result of acute and chronic abuse. Later on, Miss Smith told police that she normally gave Joseph and her other children their whippings in increments of 10 blows each and that Joseph had gotten several of those whipping sessions on the day of his death. Just when I thought it couldn't get more disgusting, it does. Members of the Remnant Church led by Gwen Shamblin paid for their defense of the Smiths. Those tithes and offerings helped pay for the Smiths to get a lawyer and Gwen felt that the Smiths were in the right. I cannot make this up. Thankfully, they were convicted in Georgia v. Smith. After being convicted, the Smiths were sentenced on March 27, 2007 to life plus 30 years in prison, which was the maximum punishment by Cobb County Superior Court Judge James Bodyford. Now to make a final transition in this messed up church, might I even say cult at this point, Gwen has a daughter named Elizabeth, and she has four children, Grace, Gwyneth, Gloria, and Charles. Apparently, somewhere in the mist, Elizabeth had a child pass away. There is very little information about her child that passed away, but the thing about Remnant Church is they do not believe in grieving. After her child passed away, Elizabeth was not allowed to cry and had to resume life as normal. This gets even crazier when in late May of 2021, Elizabeth's mother, Gwen Shamblin, her stepfather, Joe Lara, her husband, Brandon Shannon, and four other leaders at the church got into a plane that Joe was flying. It crashed into Percy Pierce Lake near Tennessee at about 11 o'clock a.m. local time, shortly after it had taken off from the airport south of Nashville. They all passed away. That same day, Elizabeth texted people of the church and stated, and I quote, Be in prayer and be at peace. God is in control and we will not stop moving forward with what God wants with this church. After they were all declared deceased, Elizabeth immediately took over the church and that brings us to the present. The church is still up and running as if nothing happened. And that is the story of Remnant Fellowship Church, or as I call, a cult. Keep in mind that a lot of the stuff that wasn't read word for word is still alleged, so to speak, especially considering that none of this has really been confirmed. I have looked at the church website, and you actually can't really go into much of the services that are recorded. For the most part, I think the church is now closed off to the outside world, especially because there was a documentary that was released that was pretty popular about the church. Let me know what you guys think, and without further ado, I will see you guys next time.